You're listening to the Daily Sweat Podcast, where we are all about doing something that makes you sweat every single day. Well, hello there, my friends. It's been a hot minute since I have done a podcast. Um, Like eight months to be exact. And I have a number of reasons why I decided to take a break from podcasting. And in full transparency, I don't have an intention to do any other episodes after this one in the coming weeks, months, anything like that. Maybe months. That's a bit of a stretch to say not in the months. You know, I really, really, really do miss podcasting. It's something that I just absolutely love, love, love to do. I loved all of the interviews that I got to do, all the amazing folks I got to chat to. I loved connecting with you, the listener, about things that you learn from the episodes. But there's a lot of work that goes into creating a podcast. And just with so many different things going on in my business, I had to take a really hard look last fall at what I was spending my time on, uh, where I was spending my energy, my attention, my intention, and I had to step back and just give myself time to focus, regroup, re-strategize, all of that kind of stuff. And... So you might be wondering, well, you know, if you haven't podcasted in eight months and if you have no intention of picking it back up, why do an episode? And that's a great question. You know, at the time of recording this, so I'm recording on May the 6th, and this episode will be going live on May the 7th. Um, We're in the midst of a really big situation here on planet Earth. And I've had a lot of thoughts and a lot of opinions and a lot of just things about this whole experience that I've talked about a little bit on social media and stuff like that. But I haven't really taken a deep dive into, you know, my beliefs around why this is happening to us, anything like this. And I really wanted to share my thoughts, share my perspectives for a few reasons. One of them being that, you know, there's a lot of medicine in this experience for all of us to glean there are things to learn. There are opportunities to look at ourselves, the way we've been showing up, all of these different kinds of things. There's a really big opportunity to reevaluate the ways in which we've been living, both on an individual and on a collective level. And I also think too, there's a really, really big opportunity to bring a lot more compassion and a lot more understanding towards people whose opinions differ than ours in this whole experience. And so that's what I want to dive into today. We're going to kind of jump around a little bit. Um, I might say some things that might challenge you, that might invite you to look at uncomfortable things. And know that if that does happen and if you do feel triggered or anything like that, it's always simply an invitation. Why does this trigger me? Why does this make me uncomfortable? What do I disagree with? Where am I throwing my my own perceptions and my beliefs into the mix? And know that I share all of these things out of deep love and respect for every single one of you. Even though I don't know who's actually going to listen to this, know that that is my intention with this. 
And so I'll preface this by saying that I'm not going to talk about like 5G or anything like that. That's not what this is about. This is really about our relationships to ourselves, our relationships to others in our lives, to other human beings on the planet. And, you know, right now at this time, so I live in British Columbia and we're I think, you know, we're kind of heading into the tail-ish end of this experience. And we're, maybe not this experience, but, you know, we're heading to the end of this, like, more intense quarantine. We are starting to see what kind of restrictions are going to be lifted. We're allowed to start gathering in groups of two, three, four, that kind of thing. So I think for a lot of folks, There comes some relief from that. I know a lot of people have really been struggling with the isolation standpoint. As an introvert, as a highly introverted individual, this has been lovely for me. I will just say that right off the the bat. I have loved this time of being home, of not having to feel guilty for saying no to social things, of not having to try to come up with excuses for not doing social things. And it's been really, really lovely. That being said, I also know that not everybody enjoys spending time alone as much as I do. And there are a lot of folks who have been having a very, very difficult time with this. There are people who have loved this whole thing and have seen it as an opportunity to go inwards, expand our consciousness, connect with ourselves. It's necessary for Mother Earth and we need to give her a break and all of the wonderful things that come with that. And for a lot of other people, it's been like a punishment. It has exacerbated maybe some some mental health challenges, some feelings of loneliness, feelings of anxiety, of a lack of motivation, all of those things. And I really look at this experience that's been going on for about two months now as like a really long mushroom trip. In that it really just emphasizes what was already underneath the surface. It heightens it. It brings it up into our awareness and then it amplifies it. So if you're the type of individual who enjoys meditating and, you know, enjoys exploring your consciousness and your internal landscape, you've probably really, really loved doing that at a deeper level these last few months. Maybe you've really looked at this as an opportunity to cultivate more personal practices, to strengthen your intuition, to look at the hidden meanings and lessons in this full experience. And if you're the type of person who maybe doesn't like to spend time alone, who doesn't like to be told what to do in this kind of capacity, Maybe that has led you to experiencing those feelings at a more intense level. I've had a few people point out to me that they've noticed that the things that they rely on to keep them happy, to keep them engaged, they're all external things. And that takes a really big level of self-awareness to acknowledge that in the first place. To recognize that the things that fulfill you, the things that make you feel good, the things that you perceive as self-care, all of those different kinds of things, that they all exist outside of you. And that can be a really, really, really difficult thing to, to face. 
And for many, I personally don't believe that a lot of folks even understand why they're feeling what could be perceived as negative feelings and emotions in this instance. So folks might be feeling bummed out, depressed, bored, unhappy, um, unmotivated, all of those different kinds of things that we could say. And many don't necessarily understand the, the deeper root of those. They look at them as just an effect of the circumstance that's going on right now. Well, I have to work at home and it's uncomfortable and I'm out of my routine, so I feel unmotivated. Or I, I, don't, I miss my friends. I want to hang out with people. I feel alone. I feel sad. I feel bored. I don't have anything to do. And you know, all of those things are very valid things to be experiencing. And a big part of the medicine for our friends, you know, whether it's you who is listening right now or somebody in your life who is going through a challenging time with this whole experience, the medicine, if we are open to taking it, is to look at why do we rely on these external things for entertainment, for self-care, for happiness, for fulfillment. Why does spending time alone feel so challenging? And yes, you know, we can bring the introvert versus extrovert conversation in and it's a very real thing that introverts do get recharged by spending time alone and extroverts get recharged by spending time with others. But is it simply a matter of the introvert and extrovert uh, duality? Or is there something deeper? Is there something internal that has been avoided? And I can say from personal experience, you know, it's really easy to avoid all, like, all of the stuff that's going on inside by placing your attention on everything that's going on outside. I spent 10 years of my life avoiding everything inside and focusing on going out partying, getting drunk, doing drugs with my friends, doing all of those different kinds of things so that I didn't have to look at what was going on inside. And even when I got sober, it was, all right, what race am I going to do? How much heavier weights can I lift at the gym? How much can I change my body? How much can I grow my business? How much harder can I work? How much more can I hustle? And it's really only been within the last few years that I've started to strip away all of those external things and really look at what, what holes am I trying to fill? What internal holes am I trying to fill with these external things? And that may resonate for you and it may not. And that's okay. This is simply my perception, my invitation for you to ask yourself these questions. And if you have somebody in your life, so if you have been one of the individuals who's really enjoyed this time, and if you have someone in your life who's having a hard time or who has had a hard time, can you bring a little bit more understanding and compassion for where this other person might be at? As I said, you know, I feel like this whole experience just emphasizes what is already in existence. And I've seen a lot of really beautiful, heart-centered acts of kindness. People in my life who I already knew were like the sweetest, most awesome people have surprised me by becoming even more sweet and even more awesome. 
And I've seen a lot of really shitty behavior. I've seen a lot of people just flat out put other people down for questioning, simply asking questions. I've seen a lot of people shaming people for going outside. When we don't know what that person is dealing with, we don't know why they're going outside. Whether they have a reason to be going outside that is like an actual emergency reason or a reason that, you know, all of us on the outside would agree with. Or if because what they're dealing with internally is too much to bear and they need to find an escape. We have no right to be shaming those people. I've seen a lot of shaming around people who aren't using this time, quote unquote, effectively to connect with themselves, to start new hobbies, to do new things, to try new things, to get your life organized, all of that kind of stuff. And I don't think that has any any place in this whole experience. And so if you have somebody in your life who's been having a hard time and who's maybe been complaining about being bored or who has just been struggling with their mental well-being. How can you support them? What can you do to show them that whatever they're feeling is valid? Even if it's not something that you understand. What can you do to show them that whatever they're experiencing is valid? Because it's all valid. Loving what has happened is valid. Hating what has happened is valid. Feeling fearful is valid. Feeling safe. Feeling comfortable. All of that is valid. And I'll be the first to say that, you know, when people are having a challenging time, my initial instinct is to want to go in and help them. To fix it. To make it feel better. And we can't always do that. And that's a really, really hard thing to understand. But what we can do is just help somebody feel seen, feel acknowledged, feel heard. Even if we can't say, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, we can validate their feelings. I have folks in my life where I really believe that they would benefit from engaging in some self-inquiry and starting some new practices and things like that during this time. But I also know that by just telling them, oh, I think you should be doing this. This would be so great for you. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? That that doesn't help the situation. When we try to force our perspectives and our beliefs on other people, more often than not, what happens is that they throw up the defenses. So if somebody tells us that they're afraid of restrictions being lifted, for us to simply say, oh, you don't have to worry about it. This actually isn't that big of a deal, blah, 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 going into whatever your thoughts about it are, that's not helpful to them. That challenges their perspective in, in, a, in a pretty aggressive way. And then th- so they throw their defenses up. They don't hear what we're saying. They only hear how they're being challenged and then they're thinking about how they're going to defend their position. So this is an invitation to all of my lightworker friends who are listening, who see this experience as a time for the evolution of human consciousness and all of the wonderful things that have the potential to come from this. 
This is an invitation for you to approach your friends who maybe see things differently or your family members who who don't understand things in that way or just are experiencing this experience in a, in a very, very different way. This is an, is an invitation for you to show up with compassion for them. And if you are one of my friends who are having a more difficult time with this experience, if this has been really hard for you, my invitation for you is to show up for yourself with compassion. If you choose to look a little bit deeper inward and ask yourself, why was this so difficult? That you do so from a place of curiosity and compassion and not from one of self-judgment. Because something that I am constantly working at every day and working to remind myself of, and thankfully I have a partner who's really good at reminding me of this, is that judgment, whether it's towards others or ourselves, it gets us nowhere. It doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't do anything. So if we can all just bring a little bit more compassion, a little bit more understanding, And like a little bit or a lot less judgment. I feel like the ways that we interact with each other could go in a a much more positive and productive fashion. Don't you think? Which leads me to my, my next point. And this is really how I see things continuing to move forward from this. And... I do not have a crystal ball. I don't have like spirit guides dropping down and telling me what's going to be happening for certain or anything like that. So know that everything that I'm about to share is really just how I see things continuing to move forward. It may differ from your opinion. It may not. Let's open up the discussion. If you disagree with me, come and tell me what you think will happen. And if you agree with me, Let's chat about things more. Let's see where we're going together. I've had a lot of people talk about how this is like, this has been like the crumbling of not, of what's not working, both in our lives and in the collective. So we're, we're recognizing that if we have an economy that comes close to like crumbling, When we have to take a few weeks off, a couple months off, that maybe there's something wrong with our economy. That maybe we need to have a different financial structure. And I've had a lot of people talking about how this is it. This is where we move away from our current currencies and we move into a different way of operating with one another in society. I've had a lot of people say that, you know, this is the end of capitalism and the systems are falling apart. We're going to be coming out of this with like the new earth. And as lovely as all of that sounds, I don't think that's happening. And it's pretty evident now that we're like two months into it and provinces here in Canada are starting to open back up gradually mind you but starting to open back up and from the limited knowledge that I have about what's going on in the states things are opening back up there Um, I don't think our systems have crumbled I don't think um, currency has been replaced with like uh, old ways of bartering and things like that it hasn't happened 
And I don't think it's going to happen, at least not yet. What I believe is that those of us who already had a little bit of a deeper or a lot deeper understanding of just the interconnectedness of all beings, of all things, the awareness that how we are operating in our modern world is actually not good for the planet, it's not good for us, it is not working. Those of us who already had some awareness of that, it's been confirmed. And maybe we've started to see in our own lives evidence of new ways of operating. Maybe you had a job and you lost your job and now you're diving into the world of starting your own business. Or maybe you didn't even lose your job. You're just recognizing the inherent lack of certainty that we have in every single aspect of our lives at any given time. And now that the veils have just dropped away, it's in our faces that things are always uncertain and that there is no actual security in anything. And so maybe you've taken that and you've decided to create a different um, way of living for yourself. And that's beautiful. Maybe you've taken this time to go inwards more, to learn more about yourself, the way you interact with yourself, the way you interact with the world. And maybe you're coming out of this experience with a deeper understanding of that. Maybe bigger aha moments, bigger realizations, bigger shifts. Maybe things in your life that were no longer serving you have started to fall away and there's been more surrender lately. And you're being a more willing participant in letting some of these structures in your own personal life crumble away. And if so, that's also beautiful. But that's not the case for every single person on this planet. But what I do believe is that just as we may have a little bit more understanding about what has not been working in our lives and what's not working for the greater collective, I believe that people who didn't have an awareness of that before, when those things were not on other people's radars, they are now, even if just a little bit. Somebody might now realize the impact that they play on other people's lives through the simple act of remembering to wash one's hands because that prevents or slows down the transmission of this virus, that individual has now become more aware of other people and the impact that they have on other people. And maybe that's more awareness than they had before. Maybe somebody had a scare about losing their job and they realized that it actually wasn't as safe and secure as they thought it was. And it turns out they didn't lose their job and they can go back and they can have that that career that they've been working for and things like that. But they've now been confronted with the this idea that it's actually not as safe and secure as they had been leading themselves to believe this whole time. I see this whole experience as like a little bit of if we look at this as like a video game when you like gain a new level. So, you know, depending on where your awareness was at before, awareness of other people around you, awareness of what's going on in society, of what's going on in the greater collective, what's going on with Mama Earth, you likely have a little bit more awareness now than you did before. And that's awesome. 
We don't need to all be fully woke beings by like the end of this whole COVID thing, even though I don't think that the full on end is like very near in sight. But what I'm saying is that this whole awakening um, and the evolution of human consciousness, as many have been talking about, it's not just going to happen in a couple months. I don't think it's going to happen in a couple years. You know, if we look at how evolution has happened over the span of millions upon millions of years here on planet Earth, it's a long and slow process. Now, I'm not saying that for us to evolve as more conscious beings, that that is also going to take millions upon millions of years. It has been shown that the frequency of the earth, that everything is speeding up. Things are moving faster. And I believe that evolution can happen at a faster pace as well. Just look at the the advances in technology and how much more quickly we're developing things. How much more quickly, even in your own life, you might start noticing that you're manifesting things more quickly. That you're recognizing that something doesn't feel aligned and then within a couple weeks it's pulled out of your life and you think, hey, I wasn't ready for that to go yet. That's how much more fast we are operating here on planet Earth. However, it still doesn't mean that we're all going to evolve to, you know, the, the 5D realm in two months. I think this whole experience has been the first of a series of steps that will lead to the eventual restructuring of how we live here on planet Earth, how we interact with one another, how we interact with our mother, Mama Earth. But I don't think it's going to happen right away. I even question whether I'm going to see it in my own lifetime. And I really do believe that things might continue to get more challenging before they get better. Because if you look at your own life in how big changes happen for you, and you know, I'll speak about this from my own personal experience. When I got sober in early of 2012. I knew for a few years before that that I had a problem. I knew that something needed to change. This idea slipped into my awareness that the way I was treating my body, treating myself, treating other people in my life wasn't really working. However, I wasn't ready to do anything about it yet. In fact, things got a lot worse before they got better. It was almost like I needed things to get worse. I needed to get closer to that rock bottom moment before before I felt propelled to change. You know, the pain of changing seemed greater than the pain of staying the same. And so it was like subconsciously I manifested all of these things to make me see that the pain of staying the same was actually greater than the pain of changing. And in those last six or so months before I got sober, when I was really knowing that this was not working for me, there was a lot of resistance, a lot of resistance. And there was that part of me that didn't want to change, that pushed back a lot. 
I was like, no, look, it's cool. I can go to school and get my diploma and still be an alcoholic. Like, I'm just going to do all my homework first and then I'm going to go drink my face off. And then I would go to school the following day and be a complete mess. And like, it was just, it was a whole situation. But what I'm trying to get at here is that before I got sober, like in that time frame, there was probably about two years before recognizing the need for getting sober and then actually getting sober. And those last six months before sobriety got significantly worse before I decided it was time to make that change in my life. And it's the same any time we try to change in our own personal lives, there's resistance that comes up. Our egos like things to stay the same. Even if same does not serve us, change is scary. Change is uncomfortable. The unknown is scary. And the unknown accompanies change. And so our egos will come up with reasons why we shouldn't change. We self-sabotage. We find ourselves in repeating patterns. We find ourselves coming up with reasons as to why it's actually not that bad and why we don't need to change. And so if this happens to folks on an individual level, imagine what happens when we got like 7.8 billion people going through this whole collective process of change. There's going to be a lot of resistance. There's going to be people who want to maintain the status quo. And we're already seeing it. We're seeing the voices of racism, of oppression, of misogyny. We're seeing those voices get louder as the voices that call for peace get louder. We're seeing leaders coming up. I, you know, I hesitate to even use the word leaders. Let me rephrase that. We're seeing people step into leadership positions who can even amplify those voices even more. But the flip side of that is that it's an invitation for those who do see a future of peace and togetherness and connectedness. It's an invitation for those voices to get louder as well. And again, I don't think one side is going to drown out the other within the next few years. I think there's going to be continuous growth and continuous pushback. Continuous growth and continuous pushback. And eventually... Hopefully, we will find that common ground. We will find this new way of living. We will evolve. We will ascend if you want to get a little bit weird. Maybe it will happen. Maybe it won't. Maybe we'll screw ourselves over before any of that can happen and blow the planet up. Maybe the aliens will come and take us all away and say, you guys screwed it up. Like, Go back to the stardust that we pulled you from. Who knows, right? But what I'm getting at here is that, especially for my lightworker friends who really have been seeing the potential for a new way of living, to not feel discouraged or upset when that new way that you've been envisioning does not happen in the in the next couple weeks, in the next couple months, in the next couple years, maybe even in the next couple decades. This is an opportunity for us to ground into our practices even more, to do what we need to do to keep our vibrations high, to do what we need to do to stay in a space of positivity while acknowledging all of the things that don't feel positive and of course understanding that that is just a natural part of life and that we need the duality of things. 
but to do what we can to keep ourselves uplifted so that we can continue to show up with compassion and understanding for others in our lives who are experiencing things differently from us, for others who have beliefs and opinions that differ from ours. Because again, as I talked about earlier in this episode, just as we can't tell a friend or a loved one that they have nothing to be worried about with this whole experience, we can't just tell people that the the way we've been operating doesn't work and we need to find a new way. Just coming out to somebody who has firmly rooted beliefs in capitalism or in the ways our current societies have been operating, they're not just going to suddenly change their mind when someone comes up and says, oh, hey, this isn't working. We need to do things differently. You know, there, there, there's going to be pushback. So the more we can approach conversations with compassion with doing our best to understand even if we can't understand somebody else's perspective understanding maybe the circumstances that could lead to that person's perspective understanding that we are all allowed to have our own perspectives that in and of itself can mitigate a lot of resistance a lot of arguments a lot of negativity because based off of all of the internet fights that I have been seeing, and man, some days I like I try really hard not to get into it, but some days I just have to keep reading the comments in Facebook posts because, oh my goodness, this is like the drama TV show of the century going on on Facebook right now. But from when I witness these conversations, you know, if somebody doesn't agree or somebody says something and then somebody disagrees with them, That person who first said the thing is then going to say things to further try to prove their belief. And then the person who challenged that belief is going to come up with more evidence. And they're just going to keep going back and forth and back and forth in this loop of I'm right, you're wrong. No, I'm right and you're wrong. And that doesn't get us anywhere. You know, we there needs to be two people in order for an argument or a fight to happen. And if one of us chooses to say, I acknowledge your right to have your own perspective, even if I don't agree with it, you're entitled to your beliefs and your perspectives. And then to step back and not engage, well, then there's not a fight. There's not a disagreement. And that other person might try to push. They might try to continue to prove you wrong. And that's okay. Because that's on them. Doesn't mean it's easy for us to, you know, we see someone talking about things that we totally disagree with, there can definitely be some desire to want to prove that person wrong. But we don't have to because it doesn't actually accomplish anything. What accomplishes things is keeping ourselves in a state where we can stay open and compassionate to other beings on this planet so that when somebody is actually ready to begin exploring new perspectives, they maybe feel a little bit more open or a little bit more comfortable with the idea of coming to us to explore these new perspectives because they know that they don't have to fear judgment. They know that they don't have to fear ridicule or, oh, so now you're ready? See, I told you so. I was wondering when you were going to come around and things like that. So again, just as my invitation for all of you listeners and for myself as well, earlier in the episode for, you know, helping others navigate this these last couple of months and what's coming up now as a result of that or even helping ourselves navigate this new normal, my invitation was compassion and kindness and understanding. 
And my invitation is the same as we move forward. And as we move closer, not not as we move into this next stage of our evolution, but as we move closer to this next stage of our evolution, however far off in the distance it is, that we still bring compassion into it, that we still bring kindness, and that we still bring understanding. Even when it's really hard, because it's going to be hard. And that's okay, because you've done hard things before. And that's all I have for you. This was fun. Maybe I'll podcast again <laughs> one day. Um, but even though I am not necessarily looking at doing this on the long term again, I would still love, love, love to hear your thoughts. Come and find me on the old Instagram at Ariana Fotonakis. If you have my email, slide into my email, slide into my DMs. If you have my phone number, shoot me a text. I would just love to hear your perspective on what's been going on. What do you think the reason is? Where do you think we're going? And if you have somebody in your life who you think would benefit from hearing this, I would be really appreciative if you would share this with them. Whether it's if you think that it's just a conversation they jive with or if there are some helpful invitations and self-questioning opportunities, that's cool too. So my friend, thank you so much for your time and your energy and for allowing me to hang out in between your ears. Typically, this is where I'd say I'll be back with you next week with another episode of the Daily Sweat Podcast, but I don't know when that's going to be. So I'm just going to leave it here. Have an awesome day. Bye.